0: Gad, what are the long box guys going to do tonight, brain?
1: The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes! Hey, everybody, and welcome
0: to this week's episode of The Geek. No, not The Geek Week. That's our free podcast. <laughs>
1: Hold on.
2: Wait, there's a free podcast? I thought yeah, this was, was a free podcast.
1: free podcast. <laughs> this is... Tell me more. I mean, I'm going to start over.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Mike's not going to start you over. but Go ahead. Start it over. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Logbox, guys.
0: With me, as always, are some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid. Josh, how are you doing and what are you drinking?
1: Now I'm doing pretty good. Feeling pretty good. I'm having a double IPA version of one of my favorite beers, the Julius from Treehouse. It's delicious.
0: Julius, a little orange juice in there? A little, little citrus? What
1: do Oh, it's a lot of citrus, yeah. It's a big I
0: old response. Like, I like a lot of citrus. I'll maybe try that one. Mikey, how you doing? What are you drinking?
2: I'm doing excellent. I'm drinking a diet Dr Pepper tonight, so I won't be very funny. But you just reminded me of my favorite Sylvester Stallone uh, acting ever.
0: Uh, it, uh, was it? Uh, everyone gets one guess, right?
2: Sure. <laughs> right. Why not?
0: Uh, I'm going to say it was in the movie Oscar.
2: Right, no, nope, my guess. What but the that fuck? was a good guess. No. You're and that was gonna be your guess, Josh too. LT, yeah. you got a guess.
3: Over the top.
2: No, you're all wrong. It's Saturday night live. Sylvester Stallone was playing a guy who used to work at the Orange Julius, but it had been since turned into a computer store, and he was still showing up to work there, even though he knew nothing about computers. <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, by the that's... way, Dairy Queen bought Orange Julius, and you can still get an Orange Julius.
0: Yes, you can. If you go to, but you gotta go to Dairy Queen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dairy I love Orange Queen Julius down though.
3: down the street from my house. I, so
0: yeah, yeah, I can never Facebook find Facebook. one. Yeah, I can never find
2: one. Oh, yeah. You should go to LT's house.
0: Yeah. I I I would slowly dip my dick into a paper shredder. than <laughs> go to LT's house. Live well, let the you with your face through
1: that paper shredder.
0: Ooh. That takes vision. And we'll get to that in just a minute. First, I want to ask my good friend, LT. How you doing and what are you drinking, buddy? I'm doing okay. I'm drinking some old
3: camp American whiskey. I know it's smooth because the bottle tells me.
0: Well, don't drink too lies. much. Yeah, don't drink too much of that or else you'll get double vision. Speaking of double visions, you had one all set up. Nice. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about uh, everyone's favorite... Well, maybe not everyone's favorite, but Marvel's favorite robot of the moment, the Vision. Mikey, you want to give us a little bit of background on our good friend, the Vision?
2: I would love to. The Vision was first appeared in Avengers Volume 1, number 57, back in 1968, created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema. He is an android. And in order to get his history correct, you actually have to go back a little further than that to the very first Human Torch. Uh, who was created uh, by Phineas T. Horton. His body was stolen and used by Ultron to create the vision. He has had a number of different origin stories because vision keeps on getting destroyed and killed um, and then brought back to life. But amongst his many powers are is superhuman intelligence, strength and speed, superhuman senses density control which makes him become nigh invulnerable and uh or intangible depending on how high or low he increases that density he is able to fly he has regeneration solar energy projection holographic disguise and technopathy which i think if you got a shot of penicillin would cure that <laughs> So, not only was he a member of the Avengers, he's also been a member of the West Coast Avengers, the Defenders, the Mighty Avengers, and the New Avengers. For a while, he was married to the Scarlet Witch, and he actually had his own little family, too, uh, which I'm sure we are going to discuss in more detail later on. But uh, that is the long and short of it. He has also appeared in the MCU, uh, played by Paul Bettany. And most recently, the co-star of Juan division
0: yeah his um his origin really is very windy and it changes a little bit here and there too I mean you you touch the surface of it, but there are also like some side like the MCU's different and uh, other comic books are a little different so uh is that the one where we're mostly staying with or?
2: yeah I mean uh, I mean it all depends like so Essentially, he, he get, is an android that already exists, gets corrupted by Ultron. But then later on, Simon Williams' personality is dumped into it. Uh, Simon Williams is Wonder Man. You can check out our Wonder Man episode if you've got any questions about him. Uh, so and at, at points, he's lost his personality and just been the, the plain data like android for the marvel universe too it all depends again his he he's been destroyed so many times one of the people who destroyed him by the way fun alex fact scarlet witch that was a bad divorce he's
0: been destroyed (laughs) so many times i think i might have
2: did it yeah possibly
0: Hey, what's this button do? Oh, snap! Oh!
2: Yeah, remember we lived in New Orleans and we kept on trying to figure out what that light switch did?
0: <laughs> yes! Now we know. That now we know. Every time
2: you flipped it, it destroyed the vision.
0: Yep. Self-destruct yeah. on him. Boom! What the hell was that noise? Never did figure it out. Well, now we did. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I gotta say, this is a character I never really connected with in any meaningful way. I, I really can't point to anyone's storyline I liked. Or arc, I even uh, really loved. You're wrong. Go ahead, impress me.
2: You're you're wrong because you, you must have read Vision by Tom King, where he that? creates his artificial family, and yeah. things go horribly, horribly wrong. You did not enjoy that series.
1: I, I really didn't move
2: me. You're fucking dead inside. Yeah. We'll discuss that later. True. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's discuss it was We'll ahead.
1: prove we'll prove that later.
2: That is that, but really, that is the best Vision story. Although I did like a lot of his stuff with the Scarlet Witch when they had their their two miniseries, um, and he was he's a great t- secondary character in the Avengers. But uh, he's he's a dependable member. The only problem get, they treat him like the Red Tornado, where he constantly gets ripped apart and stuff.
1: Well, when you can't you know when you're in the age where you're not sure if you can rip apart you know flesh and blood characters you make an android so you can, can rip be apart. Perceived violence yeah. yeah so they can be destroyed every time uh, I, I think vision is sort of like an amalgamation of of, of several different characters I, I I find him allegorical to Martian manhunter for the Marvel side where he has a somewhat similar power set and he's not human so they use him as a sort of a, a, a an offset to other people's character so they can question other people's morality or other people's behavior from a perspective that's not human and so he's often like the mirror to people he's often like the, the foible to people's emotional responses and and and, and stuff like that it, and uh, we're going to talk about the Tom King series and that is, I love that series I thought it was fucking fantastic I mean Tom, you can, you can crinkle your brow all day long. Okay, do it again. See, see it's still crinkled. Crinkling. It's crinkled. Yeah. People who can't see it, it's crinkled, crinkled. Stop it. It's can't stick uncrinkle like this. it. I don't want it to stick like this. I'm dude. causing lines over here, but it was a great series, and Tom, It was a great and, series. And, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. So, and and of course the the elevation to the the division where and, and the MCU certainly takes him to uh, a place where I I think he was more of an influential character in the MCU than he ever was in the comics.
3: Yeah, in the comics, I I think he was just used for his abilities, but not really character developed. Like, you know, oh, I can defeat this by just, you know, changing my density and throwing my fist into this guy and it will disrupt him. But there was not a lot of character development for the Vision, and so there wasn't a chance to bond with him. That much. And you know, you got a little bit of bonding in Scarlet Witch and, and Vision in those two miniseries, but even then, like, you didn't really get too much of, like, the vision.
2: Yeah. It was it, more. It was a it Scarlet was Witch like, story where he was the co star of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, uh, it we more on that for a second. I thought he was good in that, and I like the character because supposedly a character who struggled with understanding emotion, had one of the most devastatingly emotionally impactful lines that I've heard in a TV show in years, which is, you know, what is grief, if not love, persisting? And, like, a lot of people, like, a lot of people have the same opinion. That was a great line. It really sums up grief really well in a way that I've never heard before. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, and having the vision say it, was probably even
1: better and just to interject i tweeted out short rests are just fourth edition are just fourth edition and and i thought that was one of my persisting and i thought that was one of my greatest tweets and it got no traction i was like you fucking people are monsters that was brilliant i need- <laughs> mean I'm, I'm gonna piss and moan about that for a year
0: yeah you really thought that would go someplace i'm sorry i really thought
1: that was gonna go somewhere it was perfect
0: we were at uh, Comic-Con, the big show, and we got a uh, a GIF of Amy Akuta pretending to give head to Zabu. I we know. We made the GIF,
1: and it got nowhere. We're like, nowhere. what the hell? What is the take, world? What do you want from me? How much more can I do? Anyway. You on.
3: want it too much, Josh.
1: You flew too close
0: to somebody. Uh you, you guys keep saying we're going to talk about the top King. Why, do you want to just jump into that? All three of
2: you mentioned it. Yeah, I, I don't know. what We've already talked about it in depth before on an earlier podcast. But if you haven't read it, it's it's a yeah. really good 12-issue series where Vision, spoiler ahead, decides to create his own nuclear family.
0: Uh-huh, I see what you did there.
2: Um, And the problem with it is he creates characters that don't have the moral compass that he does because they're all synthetic and they're still trying to process the appropriate way to be human. And because of how they're not able to deal with the emotions quite well, um, it results in... A lot of people died. (laughs) Accidents.
1: Yeah. Sometimes get covered up. He wants them to learn how to be human, but he doesn't give them the base code of humanity is the problem, right? Right. And so they start making decisions based on variables that they're just encountering without context. And he does a great job of showing you sort of that binary reaction to how humanity – how people react to – Human emotion and human thoughts, and be like, oh, of course, it's just in my best interest. This is what humans do, and I'm just gonna kill this guy and bury him in the backyard because it only makes sense. Um, so yeah, he doesn't really give them the uh, that uh, that basis of decision making, uh, which is actually pretty hilarious. And I like the way, uh, as a, as a software programmer, I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah, that's a, yeah, absolutely. Those are just like binary decisions. Like this is what you've encountered. This is your decision. This is the decision tree I have to pick from and this is what i'm going with
0: this really reminds me of penn and, uh penn of uh, penn and teller uh was debating a theologian on morals and ethics because he's a well-known atheist and the uh the the priest says well what's keeping you from just murdering anybody you want and penn said you're believing god is the only thing keeping you from killing anyone you want that is horrifying <laughs> that is horrifying and, um, uh, but it kind of goes into that. I mean, why don't we kill whoever we want? Why don't we? And I think for most of us, it's just morally reprehensible to do so. And some of us, the great imaginary sky goes to punish us.
2: Yeah. Um, right. You
3: go to hell, Tom.
2: And just in case you did enjoy the WandaVision series and are thinking, maybe Visions is for you, uh, I will warn you, it's totally different than WandaVision, but there are some similarities in the fact that Sparky does exist. That's one of the things that Vision creates, um, along with his son and daughter and wife. Um, And Agatha Harkness does appear to the Avengers and is like, yeah, you might want to keep an eye on Vision because if he goes unchecked, He may kill a whole bunch of people to try to cover up for what his family does.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely some parallels between that and the show, right? I mean, they definitely draw a lot of, especially just the contextual feeling of that show. Just, like, this is the struggle of a family, of creating and maintaining a family in the face and sort of the affront of everything that's going on around you. Plus just some of the ideas and themes just... I mean you can definitely tell uh that, that they, they pulled uh definitely pulled some thematic stuff out of that series for WandaVision, even though it's not a direct parallel, but I think both things were very well done. Yeah. In their own rights.
2: And I think uh, I, I actually think that the the wife, Virginia, right? What was her yep. name? Yep. Her character ends up. Becoming the most fully formed, even though she's the least functional <laughs> out of all of them, uh, because she, you know, she realizes the consequences of her actions. And uh, I, I think her ending is uh, was very well done.
0: But uh, Alex, fact, the song Meet Virginia by Train is actually about that character. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? <laughs> why not?
2: Uh, so, yeah, Vision uh, as a character, that's that's the series we're all going to recommend unless somebody else has another series.
3: Um, I kind of liked the Ultimate Vision as well. It was a very different take on Vision. In it, Vision was created by alien races and modified by different races. Well, that was kind of cool. In it, In It Vision was a a female character, not a male character. And she was sent, her her whole programming was to go to different races and warn them of the coming of Galactus, uh, the Undoer, the Destroyer. And she would catalog everything about the different races that she came in contact with and she was programmed to communicate with them and warn them and then she would try to move on to the next sort of racer society that she thought Galactus would come and destroy and it was all about her and she came to the Earth and saw something in humans and tried to help stop Galactus from destroying the Earth Um, and it was a, a pretty good series by Mike Carey and Mark Millar and Brandon Peterson and John Romita Jr. Um, in the Ultimate Universe. And it was, I liked it.
0: You know, that happens a lot in comic books and things like that. Someone comes to Earth. Do you think this is just our projection of uh, American exceptionalism as being more global to be like Earth exceptionalism? I
3: Did think you... it was just a different take on on Vision because the Ultimates were just a, a sort of what if in general, and this was just a different take on it, and and this character was not designed to have any weapons, but since she had all these different communication skills, she could use them as weapons, and that was kind of cool. That's but I don't, not what
1: I asked at all. I, I think anyone it with any science fiction vision. Uh uh-huh, See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, doesn't doesn't see the Earth as exceptionalism. Oh.
0: No. Oh, well, Isaac Asimov used earth as exceptionalism all the time. Like there's yeah, something I think
1: problems... Asimov died before I was born.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't.
3: He no, died he when didn't. we were in college.
1: Did he? He's an old fuck. Yeah. I'm just saying he was not he he was not a a modern science fiction writer. He was sort of in that that the classic beholden with Heinlein and the rest of those gang and I uh, and yeah, they were right. The yeah. Yeah, well, and yes, there, was, there was some exceptionalism there, and they were both prodigies of both uh, uh, products of the of the 1940s and World War II. So yes, there was some American exceptionalism there, and maybe with some with some probable cause. Yeah, <laughs>
0: probable cause. I like the way that ends. That's a good ad. That is a good ad. <laughs> American exceptionalism with
1: probable cause. Probable cause. <laughs> nice.
0: Flash
1: um, board, 75 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are we exceptional? we? No, we're not. We used to be. Let's get back to that. Hey, uh, my favorite on the Vision is kind of a weird one because it's just a comic I love so much. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Mike, it's, I think it's the one through four, uh, the, the the fourth issue series, Scarlet Witch and Vision. It's uh, the one where they have to uh, convince... Um, uh, Pedro, that Martin Luther King Day is worth celebrating.
2: Oh, oh I think second. That's the second volume. Second volume. That's the twelve issues. Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, nineteen
0: eighty-five. A hilarious comic. To me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's also the one where Pedro does that little spiel about you know why he's such a dick, which I I always thought really illuminates the character really well. Um, that was a fun comic because in that comic book, the Vision. Is more of a kind of a funny straight man, and uh, that's one of the few ones where it kind of worked for me. Just saying, it's a good comic. It's well written.
3: It's funny. But I mean, the vision in general is just not not a character that's been on his own. I mean, he's always kind of been in a group or been played off of somebody else. Because he doesn't really have the character development, like, like we said.
0: All right, anyone have any other ones to uh, recommend, highly or otherwise? How about you, Stacy? Oh, I thought we, we forgot to mention. Unfortunately, our good friend Stacy wasn't able to make it for this particular uh, episode. I just want to say we miss her, and she'll be back next week.
2: Yeah, notice we're not making jokes about her being dead or alive, because last time we did that, she got COVID. (laughs) We are
0: not joking around this time. Uh, Any other vision ones? Um, How do you do in zombie, uh, Marvel zombie? Did you get the zombie virus?
2: How can (laughs) you get the zombie virus?
1: That's what I'm asking you. Yeah, you got a computer virus. Uh, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Wouldn't
2: that be awesome if that was the kind of zombie virus?
1: I'll, I'll, bet, be. you know, I'll bet you nickel he got the zombie virus. Are you willing
0: to put up a nickel? Sure. All right. LT, you want to look it up so we don't uh, have cheese? All right. Well, uh, just up. Uh, well, You don't have to hum it. Just look it up, man. <laughs> <probably be> <laughs> uh, anyone have any other series they want to recommend for that
2: one? Nope.
0: Really? Nope. Well, I, nope. I, I did like LT's ad for The Ultimates. That one, I forgot about that one. That one was kind of good. Okay. Yeah, I'm just stalling for okay. time while LT looks up and see
2: if...
1: You can just carry on.
2: He... We well, can just go to the next segment. Go, go the next
0: That's page. a great segment because that segment is called the front of the long box. Mikey! Actually, went to the back? Mikey! Do you have to get the front of the long box?
2: Yeah, at the front of the long box, I got something outside the comic book realm. Uh, as many of you know, we uh, I cry a lot. Uh, so this week, I actually cried uh, because of the loss of a guy I never met. Uh On March 17th, Dick Hoyt passed away. Uh, Dick Hoyt, for those of you who don't know, was a distance runner, uh, but not by himself. Uh, He was in charge of Team Hoyt and from a town nearby where we grew up, Holland, Massachusetts. Uh, I can't really say it as succinctly as uh, uh, a tweet that uh, Brad Meltzer put out. And Brad Meltzer, for those of you who don't know, is a novelist, but he also writes comic books and he writes children's stories that are illustrated. And he did write a, a children's story uh, for his son um, to uh, have a hero, and Dick Hoyt was the uh, topic of that. Um, I don't. Did, did anybody see that tweet?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I've actually. I was thinking about this today too, Mike. Um, so the book. Uh, brad Meltzer wrote it was published in 2010 it's called heroes for my son and Meltzer collected 52 stories of real people to inspire and guide his son uh into the world his son was born in 2003 and one of those stories was about uh dick hoyt and his son i, I have the i have the friend from me you want me to
2: yeah yeah go ahead read it
1: um so this is from uh, the, uh, the novel *Heroes* as uh, an excerpt from *Heroes for My Son*, from 2010. Uh, Meltzer is also one of the only authors to have accolades in fiction, nonfiction, children's books, and the Eisner and comics. So uh, here's his uh, the excerpt. Dick Hoyt died today. He was so nice to me when I started writing about heroes. So here is his story. When Dick and Judy Hoyt's son was born with cerebral palsy, unable to walk or talk, the doctors told them to just put him away. No, they decided. They'd push him, pull him. They'd carry him along, but he'd never be left behind. When the public schools said there was no place for Rick, his parents found a computer that would write his thoughts from the few head movements he could make. At 10, he spoke his first sentence, go Bruins. In high school, Rick learned of a five-mile charity run for a newly paralyzed teenager. Rick told his father they had to do something to send a message that life goes on. Even though he wasn't a runner, Dick never hesitated. He'd run the race, pushing Rick's wheelchair the whole way. They finished next to last. It was a victory. That night, Rick typed out these words to his father. Dad, when I'm running, it feels like my disability disappears. Dick's mission was clear. He kept running. Rick, always out front. Two hundred and thirty-four triathlons. Sixty-seven marathons. Six Ironmans. Rick Hoyt still can't walk, but with his father, they both fly. Team Hoyt's motto is yes, you can. And that was Brad Meltzer's message to the world after Dick's passing.
0: I was going to keep putting the cry emoji up so you guys can't see my face. That is so. That is so
2: nice. Yeah, when uh, he had never run a race like that before, and to uh, start training, he would put a bag of cement into the uh, his son's wheelchair while his son was at work and go out running to uh, practice. That's dedication.
0: That's that's a
1: good person to celebrate
2: multiple boston marathons they have a statue to them uh right near
1: uh, in Hopkinton, massachusetts start line right near the starting line
2: yep if you haven't seen it or been there Uh,
1: his son still works at local universities helping uh, kids with disabilities translate their needs uh, to university university projects and um meltzer uh was uh both a local in western mass He lived on Beacon Hill for a while and was also a graduate of Columbia University Legal of uh, Law School. Brilliant.
0: Beat that, LT!
3: I can't beat that.
0: (laughs) LT, what did you get for the Vision with the zombie? Uh,
3: So Vision was uh, actually – he was kind of torn apart and used – his parts were used uh, while he was kind of still conscious to – open up gateways to other dimensions so that people could uh, get new sources of food.
0: So he was used by zombies, but didn't become a zombie. Yeah, he
3: was bastardized and tortured, basically.
0: All right, Mike, I owe you a nickel, buddy. Okay. LT, do you want to give a shot at the back of the lawn box? Yep, in the back
2: of the lawn box,
3: I have something brand new. That's right. Brand new Snow Angels by Jeff Lemire, Jock, and Will Dennis. This is a Comicsology original. Uh, it is a post-apocalyptic story about a group, a family who lives in a trench of ice. And they forage and hunt for food inside this trench. They live in the trench. Um, there's a village in the trench that they live in. They try not to go too far. They went a little too far. When they came back to their village, everybody had been killed by the snowman, the horrible, horrible snowman. And that's where issue one ends. I
2: can't wait to see where the rest of the story leads. I'm going to say it was a homicidal maniacs. No, the this, this
3: snowmen look like it's a robot. So I don't know if it's from a from a war that destroyed the earth or what, but the whole world looks like it's been iced over in an ice age. And
0: it, is it like it's very... A, you haven't made this clear. Is it, my, is it like a gully?
3: No, it's like a massive trench that goes on for hundreds of miles. <laughs> Don't leave the trench, Tom. Because if you leave the trench, the winds could kill you. You could be found by the snowman. You don't leave the trench, Tom.
0: We just wanted to see how many times we could say trench, man.
3: Can't leave the trench, Tom. Don't leave the trench. Ice skate. They ice skate across. They ice skate. Skate down through the trench.
2: The survivors. What kind of coats do they have? Trench coats.
0: Not. Not. What kind of knives do they carry?
2: Trench knives.
3: Nice, nice.
2: What's <laughs> the well, so one thing they really gotta worry about for oral disease?
0: Ha! <laughs> huh. Come on. Is it <laughs> trench foot? Trench <laughs> mouth. I like trench mouth better. Any? Des- do they have podiatrists on site just in case? <laughs>
2: What would they I'm be sorry, treating what? him for?
0: What? <laughs> what? Uh,
3: no, it was, it's pretty well done to, for the first uh, first book. I can't wait for the rest of it to come out. Um, it looks like it's going to be a limited series, and it's on Comixology Unlimited, so uh, I recommend people check it out.
2: A limited series on Comixology Unlimited. Yes. Yeah, uh, I get it. I get it, Jeff Lemire. You're an ironic kind of writer. <laughs> yep. But what I'm
0: hearing is, I need more trench. I gotta have more trench. You must
3: never leave the trench. The trench provides. The trench is endless. Jeff Lemaitre
0: does two things, baby. He makes gold play comics and trenches. I'm sorry, we're getting off on a tangent with a very old uh, Saturday Night Live sketch.
1: And tangents
0: are your purview. Josh, what do you got in the, uh, the old uh, tangent box?
1: Uh, so Mike brought up um, and we just spoke Brad Meltzer, and one of the things that astounds me about him is the depth and breadth of the, of the world he crosses with his writing right like I said he he does nonfiction, he does history he does, he's got so many published novels under so many different like statutes and, and ideas, and he's he's, he's really uh, he's very accomplished and so who who's another person you think either? that you enjoy that crosses genres in that same way, or that is very focused on a single genre, but you're like, you know what this guy could do? This is the genre for this guy. Let this guy do this. What do you got? Oh,
0: that's a good one. That is a good one.
1: Well, I'll go. Uh, uh,
3: So, Isaac Asimov, who we mentioned before, was not only a... What? Why Why are you being like that, Tom?
0: Uh, Sorry, I, he, I thought you said he's a mom. I'm wondering who that fellow might be.
3: <laughs> he was not only an accomplished biochemist, but he was also a science fiction author. He was also a biblical scholar. Hmm. Yeah. So he was not only a hard science, but a science fiction author and also a biblical scholar. So he crossed a lot of different genres as well in his writing. And I always found that kind of interesting about him. And he also wrote mysteries. I did not know that. Yeah. he also wrote. A few, uh, I don't know i read any of them, but he also wrote, like, non-science fiction mysteries as well.
0: Uh, I, I have two that come up right in the middle of my wheelhouse. Uh, Pliny the Lesser, as a historian... Uh, was uh, this is going way back? Of course, to Saint Grace. Grace. Uh, Pliny the Lesser was also a really good uh, uh, fiction writer. So there's some great fiction stories by Pliny the Lesser. Josh, you might know Pliny the Lesser uh, more for his beer. <laughs> Isn't there a big Pliny the Lesser? Yeah,
1: beer. Yeah, Pliny. Yeah, there's a couple of people who uh, pilfered that name for beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but I also want to mention uh, C.S. Lewis. Uh, I love Narnia, of course. Everyone, I, I think we all love Narnia, uh, but C.S. Lewis was a um, very devout Christian, as you can easily tell from rereading *The Lie of the Witch, and Narnia, the Wardrobe*. Yeah. And by the way, rereading that as an adult, so different. So
1: it's not pretty in my eyes. Yeah,
0: it's not. As, as, not. as someone who might be of the Jewish faith, I can see how it wouldn't be. But he really hammers on Muslim faith, like really hammers away. Uh, but I do enjoy his uh, his straight up Christian writing. Uh, if anyone hasn't read the Screw uh, Screw Tape Letters, but LT, I bet you had. Did you read the Screw Tape Letters? No. Uh It's a great, great thing, but it's uh, obviously Christian writing. It is a series of letters by a devil to Satan about him trying to tempt a young man into sinning, and the lesser devil is talking to his mentor, and then also talking to Satan about the best way to get this Christian to stop being Christian and to stray from the path. Um, and it, it's really interesting, you know, how the devils interact with each other and the temptations they put in the path, but it's also a great moral story. Uh, and without the, you know, the confusion and the fog of fiction, You see a lot more of what C.S. Lewis is really trying to say, and it's very interesting. So I really recommend that one if you like C.S. Lewis and you happen to be someone who likes uh, Christian writing.
3: Was he trying to say if we could just convince him there is no God, he would go on a murdering spree?
0: (laughs) No, no, they didn't do that one. But they they did keep trying to set him up with women of loose morals. (laughs) Instead of the nice young woman that he was seeing, who's also... I mean, with
1: their addresses and numbers in this book? What are we talking?
2: <laughs> I wish Just photos of bathroom stalls.
1: Damn it.
0: What, you can't do a road trip? Do a road trip, you lazy prick. Mike, how about you? I got nothing. Really? Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, I think of you as the most well-read of us all. It's uh, probably Josh, actually.
1: <laughs> uh, so I've got Max Brooks. So, son of Mel Brooks, uh, oh, which a lot of people don't stuff know. Is great. Yeah. Um, oh, he yeah. wrote World War Z, which is a very popular uh, zombie novel. Uh, but really, when he speaks publicly and what he is, tra- is collegiately trained in is, uh, is how economics influence uh, global conflict. So he does some fantastic public speaking on how like uh, like economic trends in Central Africa show how warlords react and how that sort of ripples out across global economies love I love listening to him speak. He also just has two novels that he both contributed to and edited uh, which I just got and haven't read yet and it's um, um, how global conflict can be explained through Star Wars and how global conflict can be explained through Game of Thrones.
0: I was betting the Lord of the Rings on
1: the same one. <laughs> so uh, I just got both those books. I, ca- I can't wait to read them. They're they're third on my list. i got a couple more books to get through before I get there. But um, I will just say uh, if you ever get a chance to see uh, Max Brooks speak in person, he's uh, just a fantastic public speaker with a lot of very interesting ideas on uh, economics, global conflict, uh, a lot of it relates to the spread of things like pandemics uh, because of motions, you know, global motion, economics, uh, uh, politics between nations and borders. Um, he's a West Point grad. He has a PhD. He's he's a he's a great speaker.
0: Uh, what was that last name again? It's not Max Bear. It's what? Brooks. Brooks.
1: Brooks. He's Mel Brooks's kid. Mel Brooks' yeah. son.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Max Bear, of course, would be Jethro from the Hill, the <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. By the way, some of the stuff that he's written about his father as of late is so, so... If you want a good cry, read about him taking care of his dad as he ages. It is so good. It's so touching and just nice. Also, he's been on a couple episodes of Freakonomics. Josh, you must love Freakonomics. You like Freakonomics?
1: I haven't watched it.
0: You ever watch Freakonomics? Oh, listen to it. Uh, the podcast is better than the TV I show. I
1: didn't know it was a podcast, so... Yep.
0: It was a podcast first. The podcast is way better. The TV show. The book's, and the book's good. down in graphics. And the books are terrific. Okay. So Bear's been on a couple of the podcasts Brooks. where it's been. Brooks. I said Bear again, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> Jethro seems like he's a pimp.
2: <laughs> so he's also written comic books. Yes. Yeah. What do you write? Uh, G.I. Joe. Uh, he's written. Oh, uh, well, look, let me. Say- He's written The Zombie Survival Guide, yep. and well, Germ Warfare, A Very Graphic History.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember that now, yeah.
2: The Harlem Hellfighters, never heard of, but...
0: Oh, that's a terrific one, the Harlem Hellfighters. They were the firefighting team.
2: Largely African-American 369 Infantry Regiment. Nicknamed the Hellfighters by the German soldiers during the First World War.
0: Uh, must be thinking of something else. My apologies. Hell raiders, hell something.
1: Got it. Yeah, honestly, I would I would read anything he puts out. He, like he is, uh, he does great stuff. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like hearing people who know what the hell they're talking about talk. And uh, if you get to hear him speak, like it's it's in th- he's enthralling as a public speaker on the subjects he goes out and talks about. Um, and, yeah, just how the subtleties of global economics sort of push conflict in different directions. It's, um, it's very interesting to me.
0: All right. I, got, I, I just bought the Harlem Hellfires by Max Brooks. <laughs> Done. Good recommendation, my friend. Good tangent, my good friend, Josh. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wait. That- I got I got a guy, Cookie Monster. Are you guys following Cookie Monster on Twitter? Yes. I, I
1: haven't been. Is he fun?
2: Yes. His latest tweet was, me no cry because cookie is finished. Me smile because cookie happened.
0: That is almost as poignant as what the vision said. I know. I
2: fucking love the cookie monster. you got to follow him on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you're doing a great job over on Twitter there, Tom, at the we're, Logbox we're Guys. We're doing
0: our best. We're doing our best over there. Thanks. That's uh, the Logbox Guys we're on Twitter. Uh, follow us for uh, stuff about AEW, stuff about comic books. Uh, we recently did a retrospective on who is the best Wonder Woman. Easily, Linda Carter. Come on. Easily? Not easily. Gogono is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Even Linda Carter says Gogono is great. How can you argue with that? Yeah. Um, and uh, so please uh, go and subscribe to the Logbox box, guys. At Twitter. Is that
2: it? Yeah. At yeah.
0: the law Box, guys. At the law Box, That's us. That's us. Yeah.
2: We also have a yeah. Patreon-only podcast.
0: <laughs> we do. How much does that cost?
2: For a mere $1 a month. A you month get, you'd say? Yes, you get a bonus podcast. Every week we decide to do a podcast, and all of the money that we – get from our Patreon account goes straight to the Elizabeth Peabody Food Bank which our good friend Tom runs so if you want to do good instead of doing well go ahead and uh, subscribe to our Patreon account it's patreon.com so slash the yeah, long box guys
0: that's right do you guys remember when you used to be able to get three hot dogs for a dollar at that shitty little convenience store near uh, Mike's house
2: yeah Extra Mart Okay.
0: extra mark, three hot dogs for a dollar. God damn, I loved when I had one dollar left after going to the Wolfstead
1: to eat three hot dogs. Yeah, I don't eat hot dogs.
2: They were only three for a dollar after like 10 o'clock at night.
1: Yeah. Now, they were the old yeah. hot dogs. After they had been on the rollers for eight hours.
2: Oh, no, much longer than eight hours.
1: <laughs> eight hours. In our wildest dreams, those hot dogs had only been
2: They went high. out during breakfast and then... At 10 o'clock at night, they went on sale.
0: At breakfast, they were called sausages. (laughs) (laughs) Then they morph into hot dogs for lunch.
2: I used to work there, I know, because people would come in at 9.50 and just hang out, waiting for 10 o'clock to turn. Right, Tom? I
0: mean, I did. Yeah. (laughs) He's talking about me, guys. I was poor. (laughs) Mike would let me slide by at 9.55. He was in yeah.
1: Those are Miss Jackson hot dogs because they're nasty.
0: They are <laughs> nasty. <laughs> are they for real, though? Uh-huh. I am for real. I
1: don't
0: know that Sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. I am for real. Never made you make your daughter cry. I've apologized a thousand times. Come on. You still love the song? I saw it.
3: You, sing it. I'd like to thank GeekOrthodox.com
2: GeekOrthodox.com
0: <laughs> Hello, Tammy Wow,
1: yeah Stimmed on shit Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All over it. Hi, Tammy Sup so. GeekOrthodox.com
3: prepare fine t-shirts and other geeky things Such as stained glass prints Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses You name it, they got it Baseball tees
2: Everything you need, Geek Orthodox has. They're basically the Max Brooks of geeky things.
0: <laughs> Damn right they are. Uh, i like to plug Pensacon. Uh, a couple of us might be going down. Uh, LT, you think there's something coming with me? I'm still thinking about it. Well, I'm going down to Pensacon this year. We have some great guests down there. We're going to be running some fun panels. And uh, Florida, get the hate. Good day to die. Let's do this shit. <laughs>
3: I'd also like to, to plug Downwind Kites and Accessories. That's right, Kites, all one word, .com, for all your kiting needs. When somebody tells you to go fly a kite, be prepared, get your kite at Downwind
0: Kites. That's right. I bought myself a nice dragon kite. and have been having a lot of fun with that.
2: Yeah, it's March. It is the perfect month to go buy a kite. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and if like you, a line, if You get a two or a three stringer. The blazing fast speed of those of those strings will keep people at least six, six. feet away from yeah, you. Yeah, easily. As you can, you oh, can yeah. take heads off with those things. So it's a it's a social social distancing on the beach mechanism. I get. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Especially when it's just dragging me up and down the damn
1: beach. The first time uh, I flew a two string kite, I was on a beach in California. Just south of San Francisco a guy said hey do you want to try this out and I was like sure I used to fly planes so it's it's kind of similar you kind of get the feel and the guy was like I was like this is great like I really like this kite he's like I'm like where is it from he's like oh it's called a little company called DynaKite." Kite I'm like oh where are they at it he's like it's a town no one's ever heard of before I'm like yeah what is it he's like three rivers Massachusetts I was like, like three what? rivers <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking are you fucking with me
0: Yeah, Yeah. Um, me and a buddy of mine, Mark, who actually owns uh, the the aforementioned uh, kite company, uh, we used to uh, work in a kite shop on Maui, and I'm sorry, on Oahu in Hawaii, and we used to uh, uh, have this great cart, and we could drive the kites up and down the beach on this three wheeled cart. Now, Mark was so good that he could tack into the wind and get it back to the kite shop. I was only good enough to get it on the other side of the island and then call for a cap. <laughs> it was awful. I just couldn't get the hang of tacking into the wind. It's really hard. Um, Any sailors out there, you guys should probably do it, but it is tough. But I did get the thing going up to 35 miles an hour on the beach one time, and that was
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> Scary, but awesome.
2: Especially for the other people on the beach.
1: Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I'm just
0: tearing up on a, a
1: Hawaiian yeah.
0: beach. Like, ah! Move, idiot!
1: So you're not driving the boat in Sea of Thieves, that's what you're telling me? <laughs>
0: <I> kind of want. <laughs> sea of the Thieves, they give you little arrows. The little arrows help you. There's they no do little help. fucking arrows when you're in a fucking three-wheeled murder buggy. Murder buggy. Murder buggy.
1: Murder buggy. Murder buggy.
2: Yeah. You know, I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check them out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And, of course, we'd always like to thank our buddies over at whosenegasgaming.com. We're another podcast where you can go to hear about comic books, movies, TV shows, video games, sex robots, whatever it is you're in the mood for.
0: And speaking of other podcasts, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our good friend Stacy's podcast over on the Retro Gaming Network.
2: Yeah, what's the name of that podcast?
0: No fucking
2: clue. Oh, my God. That's what I thought the name of it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Retro Gaming Network?
2: Yeah, it's the Retro Gaming Network. Yeah, that's retro the Retro
0: Gaming Network. Yeah. Well, I get that much right. You motherfucking had to call me out on that. I'm just trying to set some of you guys up for some some gold. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got doing, Mikey. I got nothing. <laughs> Retro Gaming Network, look it up. You'll find some great podcasts. Everything Stacey does is gold. And uh, if you just go to Retro Gaming Network, uh, you'll find a bunch of great podcasts.
2: And if you go to her Instagram, geekyvixen.com or whatever it is. I don't know. Geekyvixen, right? I think it is. Geekyvixen, yeah. yeah. I just follow her on Twitter. So that takes me to Instagram because I don't know how to Instagram. I'm, I'm old. It's a
0: whole new world of young, 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 supple people.
2: Supple. Speaking of supple, Josh, you got anything to promote?
1: Nah, I'm good.
0: What about uh, what about your beard channel, man? We haven't seen a video in a while.
1: Yeah, I got to get back to it. That's on the list. I actually, uh, a friend of mine uh, is a pastor and was uh, video broadcasting her sermons. And so I gave her my video equipment.
2: Oh, well, that's um, nice
1: for the for the pandemic. So I <laughs> actually don't have it, so I can I can get back to it a little bit on the <laughs> iPhone, but it's not a, the quality and the sound is not particularly <clears throat> great. But I'll get back to it.
0: Get back to it, my friend. Cause I like I love those things. <clears throat> also, on my trip around the country that I'm planning for the summer, uh, uh, I do have a stop at Duck Rabbit. Pick up your favorite beer, buddy. Picking it up. Good beer. And that'll do it for us today at The box, guys. Thank you, for everyone, for showing up. Thank you for listening. <clears throat> Stay safe out there. And, Mike, what's this podcast like to you?
2: It's like Drunk History, but for comic books.
0: That's damn right. Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy. Anything to say? I got my first shot.
2: I'm
3: going to get my second shot. If you have the opportunity to get a shot, get shot. shot Take shot, a shot. shot, 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 shot. And, uh, Josh, the shot. Pfizer, Moderna, JJ, whatever, get your shot.
0: JJ? Is that what the the street name of it is?
2: You could have just said, get your shots with the long box, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Whatever,
2: Mike. You could have.
3: Well, I mean, some of us,
0: hopefully all of us will be getting shots soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Josh, the, the, uh. What vaccination site do you want to go to? Do you
1: have uh, one in I, mind? I think probably the the biggest one near me is um, whatever that Patriots Stadium is.
0: Gillette. Yeah, Gillette. Gillette. That's where I want to go to, just because it's it looks easy to get into and out.
1: Where I went to, it was oh. it was
0: it was smooth. What well, I like it, smooth. Yeah. So uh, Gillette Stadium is that your uh, sector, Josh?
1: I hopefully as of April fifth, because I am. Uh, I have one comorbidity, so I'm uh, two weeks earlier than the rest of Massachusetts, but that's about all I get.
3: You could have started smoking, Josh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: Could have volunteered at my food bank, my friend. Where are you Ridiculous. By the way, having a perfectly nice uh, 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 running club meeting, everyone's socially distanced, everyone's wearing a mask, my wife's social running, uh, my wife's running group. And one guy starts telling people how to cheat and get the COVID vaccine early. Like, no one's going to check if you're a smoker. No one's going to check your body weight. Just tell me you have those. And people are, like, taking notes. And I raise my hand slowly. The guy goes, oh, get a question? I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm just going to say you're an evil fuck. And don't fucking cheat the system. And wait your turn to get COVID. Is everyone cool with that? And, like, four people start clapping <laughs> for me. I'm like, good, good, because I'm going to say that's evil. You're, you're evil, and we're going to boo you down, buddy. And my wife is, like, mad at the moment, but she's
1: cool now.
2: (laughs) Uh, In his defense, at least he's willing to get the shot.
1: Yes. All right. right. Okay.
3: Like I said, when you get a chance to get your shot, not somebody else's chance, when you get your chance, get the shot.
0: Very good. I agree 100%. I feel a little bad jumping a line uh, a little bit ahead in line just because I work at a food bank, but uh, I get hugged a lot, so I'm okay now. <laughs> and don't forget what I always say. Uh, don't do what you hate just Promote what you love. You'll
2: live longer. Thank you for the law box, guys.